Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quarter Podcast. My name is Mpumkani. I've got Tim Delace here. He's my co-host on this podcast. And every Monday, we come down, we sit down, and we talk about the news that have happened this week. There wasn't a lot of cricket happening this week. Some of the four-day games or last week were rained out and abandoned, so there isn't much to talk about. And then Friday happened. Everyone was talking about the squads. Everyone was talking about the West Indies tour, trying to figure out who's an SA Invitational. People asking questions because if you follow Tim on Twitter, oh, myself, Tim thinks the SA Invitational is this week. I'm of the opinion that there's a game tomorrow at Willamore Park. So if you're in Benoni, just go to the stadium and see if people are playing <laughs> and tell us what the squad is because we don't have an SA Invitational squad as of yet. However, there are around the four-day matches happening right now. And in those matches, there are people who are missing. So maybe come up with an 11 of that. But there are a couple of things that happened on Sunday. Joe Kassir took a threefer. So that's quite interesting. Kachiso has finally played for the Lions since, like, I think 2017. Didn't look that great, but didn't take a lot of wickets, but both pretty decently. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that you need to watch. But today's show is all that happened on Friday afternoon. Friday, news started leaking, things started happening. Well, Thursday, things started happening with some cryptic tweets. Tiennis De Brain retiring, Sadal Avia thanking everybody for what the contribution they have done to his career. And we were like, hmm, what's going on? What's happening? And then Friday, 3 p.m., we were told that we had a test announcement. Oh, Friday, we had a test announcement. 3 p.m., we got the, the release. 3.30, there was the presser. And Tim and I are going to talk about all of that. All of that. But first, Tim, how are you doing with all this drama that happened on Friday? Uh, I'm doing good, mate. Um, yes, uh, we certainly, certainly entered a, a, new, a new era of uh, South African cricket. But otherwise, yeah, I, I'm good. Um, excited. Excited for the future. A little bit, um, a little bit apprehensive, I, I'm not going to lie. But, but certainly, certainly it's, it's picked our interest. Let's put it that way. Mm. Look, before we continue, please remember that you can contact me in terms of advertising on this podcast. If you follow the other One World Sports Radio shows, we'd like to get name partners, partners to the podcast. Obviously, our football one has classic shirts. If you want us to, if you want to advertise on our podcast, please do. We reach thousands of people every week who love the game of cricket in South Africa. So that's quite important as well. So this show is a test announcement, but the title of the show, if you needed a title, I'm going to go into pastor parlance because the pastor will start for the first three minutes, talk about everything that's random, and then we'll be like, oh, by the way, the title of the sermon is, so by the way, the title of this podcast is a massive shakeup from Shukri, protest test squad announcement, because a lot of things have happened. So Wednesday, a lot of things happened, but the most important thing, and I think everybody, so we're going to put it out the way. Up front, Temba Pavuma was named, and this is the big headline out of CSA, as test captain. He has relinquished his T20 international duties, which means he's going to captain this test side and the ODI side, and then he's going to relinquish the T20 side. The reason why Shukri... So there's a story that came out yesterday around Dean and, and the conversation happened. But Shukri on Friday mentioned that the reason why he chose Temba for captaincy is that he and Temba fit well. This little whole fitting well subjectivity thing is going to come up a lot in this episode because that's what was brought up. But 
the one thing we got was Dean was happy to carry on as a non as as a just a normal player in the side, but he did try fight for his job. He did plead, and according to the report in the build, uh, he did try and tell them about the new vision that he had for the team, but it fell on deaf ears. That is Enoch and Gray's Shukri Conrad. That's the number one thing that came out of it. It's not the number one thing. There were many other things, but that was the major thing that came out of that, is that everybody was looking for a shift in captaincy from a T20 perspective, and also everyone was starting to question Dean's captaincy in Australia, Tim. And now we have that answer. Are you happy with that answer? I'm happy with the decision. Um, I don't mind the decision at all. Um, I have no problem with Tampa before we get to the test captaincy. If you base it purely on his form over that last 12 to 18 months, it makes perfect sense. It really does make perfect sense. My issue, my issue with it, and I did explain it when, when we, we were in discussion a couple of weeks ago about who could take over from Dean because we've had two really bad tours. I mean, they could not have gone any worse than they, than they did. Um, we, we were you know, playing with names and things. Obviously, Temper was always going to come up in the picture. My issue is, my concern is where his batting is going to be. I'm not saying it's going to fall apart. My, my point is, when he has been captain of the T20 and ODI side, his batting has been affected. They are small samples, but his batting has been affected. If you look at, for example, mm -hmm. his, um, his T20 numbers, so his T20 as captain. Let me They're just get it here. Yeah, for you. Don't so, um, sorry? Yes, it's halved. It's halved in T20. And then if you look at the ODIs, it's not bad. But again, if you compare it to non-captain, it is it is it has really been affected massively. Um, let me just get this here. Uh, apologies if you're watching this. So, uh, as captain, it is 41. As non-captain, it's 55. I mean, that, those are those are sizable differences. These are, these are not. And and I will say that the ODI one, it is a small sample. So mm -hmm. please, put that, I, I'm not saying that isn't the factor. I'm just a little bit worried that that might happen. I hope it doesn't. I hope it makes, it makes a success of test captaincy. I think he is a very intelligent brain. I think he, he tactically um, can do the job 100%. I'm not saying that anywhere should perform. My worry simply is he's in the best form in the Red Bull in 18 months than he's ever been as a protest cricketer. He is in prime form where he is right now. I didn't want to tinker with what is working. That is why a couple of weeks ago, if you go back, I said, let's hang on for Dean for another 12 months. And let's reassess in 12 months. Let's see. Because we play, we play so few test matches for the next 12 months. So, so few. I, w I would have stay stayed with Dean. Being as it is, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where it goes. I don't have a problem with the decision as a whole. I'm just a little bit apprehensive when you give somebody who is thriving in a position and then you give them extra responsibility. Not saying you can't do it. I'm just a bit wary that his batting form might start to slip 
like it like it did uh, in the other formats. But we'll see. But then, Tim, we can't not pick captains because we're worried that their forms are going to differ. Who else could captain the side? And that was my question. And I understand you mentioned Dean and you would stay with Dean. But what this told me with the press conference on Friday, that this is a culture reset, that this is a, a, a massive culture reset and Dean represented the old way of doing things. And Timber, in, in essence, like that ODI side that Shukri took over as caretaker coach, Timber represented the new way. We saw a new way in which that ODI side played. We saw a new way in which that ODI played cricket. And to a certain extent, and in that series, Timber scored 100 as captain um, with Shukri in, in, in the hut. So my thing is that I kind of felt, and as Shukri said, it was a personality thing in terms of he fits better with Timber, which then tells me that there's a cultural shakeup in the side. And... That's the number one thing about then what's been my cry the entire time under Mark Boucher was what does this culture of this team actually look like? You know, with the Black Lives Matter, with all the drama that was going on, it kind of felt that it was Mark and his Lieutenant Dean and they ran the roost and then Timber and obviously Mark and Timber in the ODI side. And it kind of felt like that appointment was just we're doing this for the sake of appeasing um, the masses. And to a certain extent, that's largely, I look at that T20 side, that's largely what happened in the T20 side is that I don't think there was buy-in in terms of, there was, there was, there was buy-in in terms of the limited overs teams from Mark and the players kind of got it. And so that is why the dramatic exits out of the World Cups on both sides, um, in, in, in Dubai, in, in the UAE and, 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 and also in Australia kind of precipitated that. So, this, to me, was, okay, here's a new broom. It's Shukri Conrad. It's Sweet Dinkley. Happy for Timber. Timber's going to be a great captain of the side. And you say that there's so few test matches. Well, it's a perfect time to kind of ingrain new cultures, new ways of doing things into a team. And to a certain extent, this is going to go to the next point, right? Our next point is that the squad was announced. And I'm going to put the squad up, and we're going to tell you who's in the squad, and I'm going to tell you who is missing. And then from then on, we're going to then talk about this little culture reset that we're talking about because I think a lot of senior players got kicked out and a lot of older players got kicked out. Not necessarily kicked out, but not selected. And there were some people who have been given a grace largely because of this whole, um, I'm saying this new culture. But anyway, this is the new dawn. Here is the squad. Test squad for the West Indies. That was the second thing that came out of that press release. Tema Bavuma was just spoken about as a captain. Dean Alga, Gerald Kutsia, Tony DeZors, Vivian Mulder, Simon Harmer, Marco Janssen, Heinrich Klassen, Keshav Maharaj, Senran Muchasami, Anuk Nokia, Kahisa Rabada, Aidan Markram, Ryan Rickleton, and Keegan Peterson. Lots to talk about there, but first thing, missing names. One, Rassi van der Dissen, who hasn't done badly in Test Match Cricket. There was a decline, but the problem with Rassi that everyone complained about was he batted too slowly. So, that's fine. We'll, we'll leave that there. Kaya Zondo. He couldn't say, largely unfair, wasn't given enough opportunities to kind of stake a claim in the team. He was always coming in for injuries. Australia got a bit of a longer run, but everybody batted poorly. He could say that. Lungingiti, this is the one I have a problem with. Everyone is complaining that Lungi's off the boil, whatever it is. But this one was an interesting one. I'm going to talk about that decision as we go along. Carl Varena um, started in 2021 in the West Indies. Scored 100. Only the few South Africans to score 100 last year. One of the two South Africans to score 100 last year, and the other one I'm going to name now, 
He's now out the side. Sardal Advia, he scored 100 last year as well. We scored two hundreds. He scored the other one. Carl scored the other one. He's also on the way out. Does it feel like it's a culture reset? Rassi, he was a senior player on the side. He's now out. Obviously, some of the people are new looking for their, their, their place, place in their side. But does it feel as though to you that with because like it, you're a brave man to be dropping Rassi, number one, and also number two, dropping Carl Verena and Lungingiti right now at, at this point in time as a coach? Yes. Yes. I, my issue for the last couple of coaches has always been I've always felt they had the hinds behind their back slightly, particularly Otis. Less so Boucher, but there were times when I thought, thought that, was, that was the key, um, particularly when he started. This is very different. This is a feeling of Shukri, they were the keys. It's your responsibility. If the club hits the fan, you are to blame. Nobody else. There's nobody mm. else we, that's here. These are your players. These are your selections. These are the changes you wanted. Shukri said it at the press conference that he wanted a change at keeper. He said he wanted a change as captain. He said he wanted a, a younger impetus. He said he wanted a change in the bowling department. He has got those changes. He said those are his decisions. He didn't say these are decisions mm. that are a joint decision. Those are his decisions. Nobody else's. So, this is the first time, I think, in, in, in quite a few years, I would say the last four years, where the coach has got 100% backing. So, I right, think it's those since 2012. Huh? Since 2012. I think since Graham retired. Did you Perhaps. get the coach and, 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 yeah. and, and Jackson yes. having so That's... much power? Because in those years, Graham had a lot of power. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, certainly. That, that's, 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 that's certainly fair. Um, so, the responsibility is now on, on, on Shukri. Uh, we will get into, we will get into the, the finer points of it. Um, just a just touch on it. For me, it's, this is what he wants. This is what he's got. And of those guys, I don't think they're all going to be gone forever. I think a couple of them are, are going to come back. Uh, we will get, we will discuss, but I do mm. think, if if you look at it analytically, that is probably the end of Rossi, Zondo, and Saro. Yes. And, uh, in terms of in terms of protest selection, um, mm. barring a, a, a severe injuries or something, that is that is the end for them. Um, and I've spoken to one of them, and one of them has privately told me that they they realise that that is that is. It's a new, a new sweeping, and they they understand it. They they understand it that they're not they're not a, a angry. Um, uh, each coach has his own his own players. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, we'll see what what we see, but it's very easy to see what Shukri wants and the and the direction that he would like to go in. That is yeah, certainly, and we're going to talk about which is, which is some good. of the. Yeah, we're going to talk about some yeah. of this, but before we before we move on, I think Rassi, you can see Rassi's already in Pakistan. He's even playing four-day cricket for the Lions. That kind of gave you an indication of 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 of, of the fact that I think he thinks test his his test career is over. Sardal Advia, really sad. 
but I'm happy for him. Came on the podcast. When he was on the podcast a couple of, I think it was 18 months ago, he said to us that he didn't think he was going to get a game. He's just happy being a backup. And man, he got a year in test cricket. He got to play in the, in, in the greatest stadiums in the world. Uh, well, obviously, New Zealand's beautiful in itself. We love New Zealand. He scored his test 100 there. But he managed to score a half century at Lords in a game where, well, he's a top scorer in a game where everybody couldn't bat, but except Sardo Avia on that little top at the morning. He walked out, Jerusalem was singing, and he then showed us. And to a certain extent, to guys like me who had dreams, never come, came through to fruition, that's the type of stuff we want to see because he's the type of guy that has talent but isn't as super talented as some of the other guys, but he had to work hard to get there, and he managed to get there in the end. And I'm uh, really happy for him, really loved I love that 70 from Saro. Oh, my word. But look, if you come on our podcast, you're going to be a pro tier because Senran Mutasami came on our podcast and look at God. So if you're a cricketer watching this and you're like, hey, Mposa, Tim, I need you on. I, I need that little favor. Come through. Come through. Don't be surprised if Grant Rulofsson makes a, makes a situation in the ODI team. Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I'm just speaking it into the future. I, I'm not in the selection conversation, but I wouldn't be surprised if guys are going to IPL. Okay, first one, Klaassen versus Calvin. One of the big key issues in terms of the team that he had selected was there were some people who were sitting there going, but wait, we have an incumbent wicketkeeper. What's going on? What was Calvin's issue that he got dropped? And Shukri said, it's subjective, number one. Word of that conference, subjectivity. I was like, finally, somebody admits that cricket selection is subjective. Who cares about the numbers, right? If you cared about the numbers, the score, the score would look very different, but he does not. So that's the number one. That's another thing. I disagree with him slightly, but I agree. I, I'm happy that someone's actually admitted that it's subjective. He said that he believes Klaassen is a better player than Cal Verena. Effectively, he said, this is the guy I want. This is it. I see Cal. He said it was the hardest decision that they had to make out of all the decisions, and he ended up on Klaassen. Tim, we saw Heiner Klaassen in the SA20. We've seen Heiner Klaassen in every single Proteus game, he is a coach's favorite. He is the guy who does everything for you. He listens. He does not fight. He is the personification. We're talking about Saro Avia, right? Saro Avia is a hard worker. Didn't have as much talent. Well, Saro, you had talent. Not like everyone else. Heino Klaassen, hard worker, slightly more talented than most of them, and it's showing. He's also, as you speak about Timber, is in his prime. Why wouldn't you want that as Shukri Conrad? But the no, other side is, why don't you build yeah. up a youngster like Calvarena and let him get to those higher class and levels? But where do you think of this decision? Um, out of all the decisions, this is the one that I'm a little bit confused about. I'm a little bit confused. Mm -hmm. um, the other ones, I'm, I'm less so. Because... We've had, a, we've, had a, we've had a top six that have really had a terrible time, terrible 18 months. Mm -hmm. To a large extent, he's been the only guy that has been, as you rightly pointed out, about making hundreds. He's gone out there, he's scored the runs, he's backed them up, he's done well, despite obvious um, technical issues, which he has worked at. I think he's got better at, at that than, than he was when he started. Um... It, it felt to me like, right, okay, my man, the guy I like, is the guy I'm going to pick. 
I like Clarson. I understand Clarson. They've obviously worked together. I think they've worked together at a SIA level in the past. Mm. So there's obviously there's a, a relationship that is built already. We talk about relationships. We talk about Shukri's relationship with Timber being built over you know, just a short little period. I think relationships are important to Shukri. Whether they, they were, whether they were built you know, four, five, six years ago, whether they're built now. I think that is important to him. So he, if he can find a player that he is on the same level at, if that guy is slightly worse than the incumbent, he will still pick with him. He will still pick with him because he is understands it. Is that fair? But it, well, in, in terms I, because to certain extent, that's the outro, that's the transformation argument I'll put up all the time. Is that these mm. relationships are getting people opportunities, but then all of a sudden you're sitting here going, "Wait, what is Shuki kind of doing?" You know, <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, "But as a player, if I'm a player, I'm yeah. saying, do I need to call this guy and ask him for drinks? Like, how do I get into this guy's good graces? Because there's many people. One of them, Aiden Markham. Oh Lord." That guy has grace from Shukri for days. But this is a simple one. And this is a tight one because Kyle Verena is sitting there at Western Province. He's in Northwest right now because they're playing in the Northwest. Going, I did nothing wrong. He literally did nothing wrong. It's just that someone has a better relationship with the coach. I, I, I do genuinely... It's that and recency bias. It's that and... Shukri saw him in the SA20. Now, SA20 form has got very little to do with test form. But the mm. point is, it's there. It's in the back of your mind. You can't get rid of it. It's there. You saw it. Mm. You saw what he did. You saw what he did in a struggling team. Completely dysfunctional. And he was arguably the battle of the tournament. Um, so, it's a combination of the two. If if it goes barely up, if if the wisdom is beats us, and 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 Heinrich has a bad bad series, makes no runs, there'll be pressure there. Shukri will know that though. Shukri will know that. Shukri is not. Shukri is an intelligent individual. He'll know that that pressure is there, and he'll know that he's put more pressure on himself by the selection. Mm. He will know that because the incumbent, as you rightly pointed out, wasn't failing. The incumbent was doing well, was doing his job. He was doing mm. what he was asked to do. He was doing well by the stops and he was scoring runs in a level where a lot of people were going, you you can't make runs at that level with, 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 uh, with that technique. You, you can't do it. Mm. it it's not going to work. Well, it has worked. Yeah. It's worked perfectly. And in Australia, and in Australia <laughs> is one of the better batters. I think him and Timber were... We were standing mm. on top of 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 of, mm. of, of the batting uh, numbers there, so that was really tough for for Calverena. But I'm a fan of Heiner Claus, and I think he deserves his opportunity in the Test side. Um, it's been a while; he's done well. He's put down the numbers, and I don't think even if he picked, even if this one's the tightest one, I'm I'm, I'm I'll give Shukri a little bit of grace there, even though I'm not fair. Of the, I'm not a fan of this whole subjectivity. And then the other word that came out was character. He wanted guys with character. And it seems like the guys he had with character are the guys he actually worked with before, which is weird. But anyway, the next one, and you mentioned this one really nicely, but we kind of put this as Tony DeZorzio over Kazondo. It's not a fair fight. It isn't a fair fight. Tony deserves this opportunity. The only thing about Kai that I'll say is that it came at the wrong time. 
in the latter end of his career. And he could have made a career out of this as, 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 a, as a batter for the Proteas. I just kind of feel as though when he came into the international scene now in a team that was having horrible series, you, it's really hard for you to then make a case for yourself if you're not going to score runs when everyone isn't. And unlike Kyle, um, he didn't. He just kind of fell apart. Um, not necessarily fell apart, but like it just didn't, never worked out for him. So I'm happy Tony's in. The question, obviously, for us, and we're going to talk about this, is does Tony play at Centurion? Does he? And if he does, where does he bat? But this is rewarding form, but also another Shukri man, a guy Shukri mentioned that has the character to play on the side. Yeah, look, this is the one selection where you go, it's ticked all the boxes. You say to a guy, we've got a problem with top six, we need somebody to come in, we need to give somebody a new chance because the top six isn't working. Who can we go to? Who's scoring runs? Tony. Tony is the and guy scoring the runs. Ball as well. if, if, it's, if it's the promotion, ideally, when we are desperate for black African batsmen, so he ticks all those boxes. He scored a 300 this season. No, so he scored big. He's batted for long periods of time. That wasn't his only long period of, of scoring in, in, in the season. Mm. He's in a good frame, frame of mind. This makes sense. And it also speaks to Shukri's approach. If you look at Shukri's selections, it's Ryan Rickleton, it's Tony mm. Saucy, it's, um, who's the other one? Um, Heinrich Klaassen. It, uh, it's positive approach. It's mm. batters with a positive outlook. Tony is not going to bat for an hour and a half trying to save a test match. Not saying he can't do that. That's not his natural way of going about it. He's going to want to put pressure on the opposition. And that's clearly what, what Shukri wants to do. Yeah. He doesn't want this, this old-style South African conservatism. He wants to break away from that a little bit, which is positive. If it comes mm. off, it's a huge, huge positive. But, but Look, Tony deserves his chance. So there's no... Mm. My, my issue has always been, and we will discuss it later on, my issue has always been where they're going to bat him. That's my issue. Yeah. Not that he doesn't yeah. deserve it, it's where he's going to bat. Mm. Yeah. And so, to a certain extent, Shukri did mention in the press conference that he's looking for guys who are going to score runs, but at a higher strike rate. It's not about you hanging around, as you mentioned. It's how you score the runs. And so, there's a little man at the Wanderers right now, because I don't think there's play happening right now, whom I'm a fan of. He's a wicketkeeper for the Warriors. Sinatemba Kushida scored his maiden domestic 100, not first class, because he scored against SAA, Zimbabwe and SAA. But he scored at about a, at about a touch, about 60% strike rate, which isn't bad but to a certain extent that's you know you gotta play it. whereas jordan hanman scored his 70 off of like on a on a like an 80 percent strike rate so those are the type of things that people are going to be looking at but i'm happy that he spoke about it so it's hundreds at a higher rate to kind of show that you are dominant okay the last one of this this is the one that you had me going oh my word all sorts of angry lungingiti is the most underappreciated, underrated bowler in South African cricket. And all he gets for all of this, he had a great 2021. 2022 was okay. Marco Janssen came into the scene, 
do you i blame a lot of loonies in in the in in in, in thing um what is it in a uh what is it his his poor performances on dean because he had four bowlers at the time and dean doesn't know this showed us like he couldn't use bowlers but anyway lungs was dropped for joe could who averages in the 30s in domestic cricket um he's been under alan donald nothing's changed doesn't take a lot of wickets his team's currently in relegation and he's their star man couldn't take wickets for them tim Shukri was like, it's time we unleash Joe Kutia. And I said, excuse me? Over Lungi? No, man. Surely not. I understand 150 is 150, Tim. And you can't buy 150, but you really have Anruk Nokia and KG. Do you want to add a third guy in there who, who bowls 150? What about someone with a little bit more skill? So I thought this one, outside of the Klaus and Verena one, was the tricky one for me. And I feel for Lungi. I think he's being... Hardly done by here. Where do you sit on this Kutia versus Lumi debate? Because I was like, Shukri, now you are really putting yourself out. And then you told me about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, you've gone all in already on day one. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not so, um, what's the word, confused about this one. This one makes 100% sense. If you understand the approach of what Shukri is trying to do in this series, in this series, this, you need to focus, you need to put your focus on two test matches against the West Indies. This is not anything else. It's got nothing to do with anything else. The West Indies have a problem with genuine pace. They have a problem with genuine pace because their pitches are very slow and low and they have a lot of what you would call fast, medium. I would think that's even a touch. A lot of the slower sort of bowlers, a lot of left-arm spinners playing in their domestic setup, they don't have genuine fast bowlers um, in the domestic setup at all. Um, so th this is a selection for these two test matches. What Shukri wants was genuine pace. What's genuine pace? And he has said, he has said in that first test match, obviously pitch dependent, what he wants to do is seven batsmen, four fast bowlers. Mm. So, Spinner's not going to play in that first test match. He, he said that unless it's a, there's a completely, you know, uh, unusual centurion pitch, he's going to play four fast bowlers. What he wants is fight fire with fire. Again, you need to look beyond... The stats. The stats say Kutsia should be any, anywhere near protest selection. It should be anywhere near protest selection. The reason why he went to Australia, he went to Australia for pace. That is why he went there. He went. They wanted a an option if somebody got injured to be expressed. Go out there, bowl one fifty. It doesn't matter if in those six balls there's a couple that go for white. It doesn't matter. They don't care. It doesn't matter. As long as you're bowling genuine pace, you will trouble the batsman and you will have, you will give the other bowlers at the other end better chance of getting wickets because you create the fear the batsman gets out at the other end. So this selection makes 100% sense. What it also says for me is he's had that, 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 that tour of Australia, didn't play, 
but he's been around the camp. He knows exactly what it is to be a Protea now. He understands it. He's come back with that first class average of over 40, the ball. Yeah, absolutely. What did he do yesterday? He got his first fiver. First fiver in first class cricket. That is because... It took him a long time. But it's still only his 16th match. Ah, look, it's only his 16th first class match. Over so it's not seasons. like he's played like 60 games. And you and I both seasons. agree. You and I both agree that Michael Petroris and Joan Kutzer should be doing more. They should be doing more. We agree on that. We agree on that 100%. I'm simply saying this selection makes sense. You also are quite right. Luki and Giddy is undervalued. People don't really understand what his best format is, where he's best utilised. And it's, it's, no, but people, people have misconceptions. People have misconceptions. They don't realise how good he is in T20s. They don't realise he's actually, arguably, our best T20 fast bowler, in my opinion. Um, his, his record is incredible. But what cannot be taken is the last six test matches... He has not been right. Yet there are extenuating circumstances. Not entirely all his all his own fault. That's fine, but some of it some of it is. It's a mixture of of of. Uh, what did he do wrong, Tim? He's both the least out of all four bowlers in a four prong attack that we've had the entire time with Mark Janssen batting at seven. He's he's just he. It's not like his pace has dropped considerably. He does crank it up into the into the one forties. I but understand it, but there's it's, a massive difference between one fifty and one forty. But he's the one that's most skilled out of all four of them. But the problem is, he has dropped in pace. I don't have the analysis, but I'm I would be very confident that there will be a a sizable drop from one thirty five to consistently early one thirties. No, 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 no. I think, I think it, it's higher than I, that. I think he's averaging I, 135s, but he's dropped from 140 to 135, but he can still crank it up. I mean, That's where I'm Okay, last year, six matches, average of 31. For a premier fast bowler, yes, you, you, I'm sure you're right in terms of overs bowled. He's probably bowled um, less than Anna and, and, uh, and Rabada. I'm sure that, and is, sure that is and I'm sure that is true. Um, but the fact remains is, I can see why strike rate of sixty. I mean, that's the worst strike rate of his of his career. Um, he will come back. So, so I think people need to realise he will definitely be coming back. It's not like we've got a Sarwell situation where this is probably the end of Sarwell's Test career. He will be coming back uh, when we have the, the next Test series. I think Shukri is going to be doing. I think Shukri is going to be doing a lot of this. When we go on tours, he's going to be pick people who are ideal for certain circumstances. What, as I said before, I don't want to repeat what I said before is, he wants to put the fear in the West Indies' eyes with a full-on pace attack. What he sees is Lungi is a slight an opportunity for them to get. You know, all I'm seeing can... is boundaries, Tim. All I'm seeing is boundaries of the Gerald Kutsia. That's all I'm seeing. 
but we'll, I, I'm happy to be proved wrong like he did yesterday. Who are they playing? Oh, the, the, okay, the Dolphins. I'll give him that. That five is not that bad. There was some balls. Plus, oh, okay. I, I said I said we would, all we would see was is boundaries doing SA20. And look, look, look what he did. There was an over. There was an over yes. at Centurion. Ooh, yes. Lord. But an over. That was one. That was one over. He conceded he was... seven runs. <laughs> but he like... was really good in a tournament as a whole. That is. So he's, he is I in know, form. I know. I, I'm, I'm I being know. super extreme because I love my boy yeah. Lungi. I know. Like, I know. I hope Gerald does the business, but I want to see Lungi back because it's not the end for Lungi. This cannot yeah. be the end. No, okay. no, he will be back. The yeah. other big thing that came out of that was, and we're going to touch on this quickly, for everybody who didn't like Victor, who didn't like Patrick Moroni, whoever it is who was in the selection panel, they are gone. This squad was entirely selected by Shukri, and I'm assuming Temba. Um, so this is all Shukri. Like, if you hear, if you listen to that press conference, Shukri is like, these are my guys, my selection. Um, and to a certain extent... Um, but what do you make of the selectors, selectors being fired, Tim, quickly? Before we move on to the big news. That's one of yeah, but the big one, the big one, the big red herring. Um, make sense. If you're going to do a clean slate, if you're going to do a new approach, everything of the old guard's got to go. This, makes, this my, makes sense. My only problem here is the governance question. Um, Enoch did say they're going to have a new panel. The only question is, will that new panel follow Shukri's vision? Because this is Shukri's vision, but the reason the panel was selected was for fairness. Right now, as we've spoken about the relationships and all of that and subjectivity, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of what the panel is there for to do, is to kind of rein you in from picking your Independent. Players. Yes. So now, yeah. I don't know, now we've started with him picking his own team. At the end of the year, next year, even by some way, if Australia win the next two test matches, World Test Championship final, what, what, what's going on? I'm still harboring hopes, by the way. Um, what's going to happen then? Are we going to list like, is Shukri going to be like, but the panel told me to do this, so I did this. So that was my little thing. But yeah, that's the selectors. They're gone now. We're going to get new selectors. That's going to be quite interesting to see because I think I've got, I kind of have some names, but I'm not going to reveal. Here's the one that shocked me. So I read out the team list and I'm going to put it up again. There's a, there's a name that was dropped for Australia. There's a name that comes back again. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Guys think I'm a hater. Aiden Marcus. Guys, I'm not hating on him. This guy has shown no problems. He showed me nothing. And don't talk to me about that 100 century. I watched it live. I had to sit through all of that. And I congratulate him for that. However, that's T20. must stay there. What is Aiden Markham doing in the test side? And then on top of that, explain to me why Shukri says he wants him to open. Do you know what I was thinking, right? I'm reading the press release and I'm looking at this and I'm going through all the, the stuff and I'm like, wait, is he there as a backup batter? I'm like, okay, as a backup, that's okay. I can live with that. And then I'm like, oh no, please don't tell me he's going to open because Sardo's gone. And then, lo and behold, Shukri goes, oh no, Aiden's opening for me. Aiden's my guy. I know him. He just needs to turn it up for me. So, can Shukri, can Aiden do it for Shukri? He hasn't been able to do it for Russell Domingo. He hasn't been able to do it for Otis Gibson. He hasn't been able to do it for Mark Boucher. Can he do it for Russell Domingo? He hasn't been able to do it for Mali. That's the other coach. He didn't do it for Enoch as well in India in 2019. Can he do it for Shukri Conrad? 
Let's do the opposite. Let's fight for Aiden. Let's fight for our dear Aiden. Let's make it interesting. So, there we go. Aiden Markham opening for the purchase in Test Cricket. 53 mm -hmm. innings. Is. Mm -hmm. Five hundreds. He's not made a hundred in any other position. Okay. At an average of at an average of thirty six, just less than two thousand runs. Now, if you look at that and you look at nothing else, if you don't look at anything else at all, you think that's perfectly good. That is mm -mm. perfectly good. That is that is a fraction. That is a fraction less than Dean Elgar's average, and we. Nobody wants to drop Dean Alger as a, as a test How batsman. How has Dean scored in that time? I, I'm simply going on the numbers and the ability and the fact that he has scored those 500s less than this, less than, than uh, our dear when was beloved. That last, time? But that last one was in Pakistan. In 2020. Yes, it was. Last one, last one was in Pakistan. Yep. Which is two years ago. So much um, has changed since then. So much, so much has changed. I mean, really, so much has changed. I mean, look, no, no, okay. So, 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 my, my, my fight is over. It's this makes no sense. <laughs> this makes this makes no sense. This makes no sense at all. Honestly, this is only. This is only, no. Look, I, I, I enjoyed. Let me, I enjoyed let me tell you what this is, right? This I enjoyed the little thing. Let me tell you what this I, is. This is Brendan yeah. McCullum picking Zach Crawley. Yes. This is Brendan is. McCullum picking Zach Crawley and also Ollie Pope. They both came out and they both did well. But is it going to happen for Aiden? Because that's my issue. I look at this, I'm like, okay, fine. The only way I can accept this is I look at that England side and go, okay, he picked Zach Crawley. I wasn't a massive fan of Zach Crawley. I actually don't think Zach Crawley is a good test cricketer. I think he's just... It's just a guy who looks pretty and just like Adam Markham finds a way to get himself out in the most weirdest of ways. There are big innings in there and they'll always be there. They just don't come consistently enough. And is that the type of guy? Because the reason why we wanted Aiden out of there was that poor Keegan Peterson was coming in at three for one. He was coming in at one for one. The reason why we loved Saul was, look, guys, Saul and Dean are going to give you a platform for 50 to 100 runs. They're going to help you see off the first hour in, I don't know, 45 hours of cricket over five days. And then once they are done, we can then continue to bat normally. But we need someone to protect us from the worst moments in test cricket, which is the new ball. This guy has no protection. I believe this guy's got no defense. His defense is the cover drive, and he likes to play it in the air to the, to the field of cover. Like, I understand Shukri's worked with this guy and age group level and everything else, but no, no. Are we, like, literally, well, we're going to be one for one at Centurion. I guarantee you. The thing is, the thing is, yeah, what, one thing I've always said about Bud Aiden is he needs a mental coach. I've, I've said that for ages now, ages. Mm. And he needs his own, his own one. I don't think, I don't think he, think he needs his own sort of best buddy which he can talk to and go through all these all these issues that he that he has. Shukri might be that guy. Shukri might be that individual, like he's I'd point out, who has worked through through worked with him right throughout his career. He might be that individual. He might be that individual that gets the best out of Aiden. 
we've tried to get the best out of Aiden for about uh, ages now. Ages and ages. He might be that guy. I think this is a, I think this is his biggest risk. Shukri, Shukri. Because I think this is his biggest, biggest risk. I think I'm delighted. I can't tell you how delighted I am that Tony is not opening. I cannot tell you how delighted I am. I'm tell you. I'm so, so delighted about that. And I'm delighted for Tony. I promise you. Tony is going to score runs batting in the middle order. Whether, wherever he bats, he's going to score runs in the middle order. He was not going to score runs at the top. He might do once he gets once he gets accustomed to the Proteus setup and all that all that stuff. But he would starting him there was would never was not no not option for me. This this is on a knife edge. This could be this could be the decider of Shukri as a Proteus coach. But that's that's how deep it is for me because Shukri yeah. only has the test this test team. He doesn't have it at the house. So if this fails, who does he go to? That's my issue. My issue is he believes in Aiden so much. He talks about him so positively in the press conference. He, 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 was, he was so enthusiastic about him as an opener, bringing him back, getting the best out of him. I, if, if he can, it will oh, be man. a masterstroke. An absolute masterstroke. Yeah. But if he doesn't, it could be the end of his, his tenure as coach. It could and be... Aiden's career in test, in test cricket, because to me... And that. Like, first, of all, first of all, get you somebody who can talk to you the way Aid Shukri spoke about Aiden. Because I was like, oh, snap. Oh, damn. This is amazing. <laughs> Aiden has a lot of people who do that for him. But I really do hope that he gets him right. I really do. Because... This the the man is super talented, and as you say, he just needs a mental coach. My only problem is I my cry, and maybe it's part of my personality. Where's the fairness? Joshua Richards, Jordan Harman, um, Ryan Rickleton is inside there because I thought Ryan Rickleton's a sneaky opening partner for Dean. If if we don't want Tony to open, right? Um, those guys, you know, Eddie Moore. Guys are asking, where's my chance if this guy keeps on getting three number? I think this is chance number three. He's been dropped now. He was dropped once. He got injured, and then we had Peter Milan. Australia didn't play that much. He didn't actually play in Australia. Well, he was dropped for Australia. So this is his third chance. Oaks is sitting out there going, um, like, hello? What must I do? Must I score 700 runs? Joshua Richards, I think, scored, like, what was it? The most second, like, top five runs last year in the 4 season. And he's not even in there. So that's what I'm going to say. Good luck to Aiden. Good luck to Shukri. All the best. Because this is if this is the hill you're dying on, ah, <laughs> I have eight years of evidence that this man, ah, <laughs> I have seen it all. Like, I, I'm okay with Dean. Dean, I know. But Dean is, Dean's a, at least, like, the thing about it with us is that Dean fights. Like, and to a certain extent, Aiden hasn't actually shown us that grit to be like, this is counter to my game. But I'm going to try to do something different to stay in, to keep myself in, to get through that first hour, right? But we're going into a new Shook's Ball type of situation, Shukri Ball, Shook's Ball. You guys will let me know what you guys think about that, which is kind of like baseball 2.0, but like baseball down south. That's what it looks like. Finally, there's one other situation about number seven. He says he wants to play 
You picked two people who are quite interesting to me. Vian Mulder and Senon Mutisami. Over and above your boy Simon Harmer and Keshav Maharaj, which Icon was like, but this is a West Indies series in the high felt. Why are you taking three spinners? Right? Then he mentioned that obviously he sees Senran Mutisami as an all-rounder and Vian Mulder as an all-rounder. Then my first question was, dude, why aren't you dropping one of the two spinners? You don't need both of them. This isn't Bangladesh. We're not at the coach coast. One question for you, and maybe it's a quicker one. Are we going to find out who the best spinner is between Keshav Maharaj and Simon Harmakers in the series? Because we know Sinchuni is not playing a spinner, but the wonder is he's going to consider playing a spinner. Is this a spin-off in the camp? And should we try to get cameras in there to see the battle between Keshav Maharaj and Simon Harmak? <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice if it, if it was the case. Um, I don't think so. I, d I don't think so. But the selections are a strange one. They're, they're, they're a strange one on, on, the, on the series alone. Um, when I've just talked about Kutsia's selection for mm. the series alone, the spinners doesn't make sense to me. It, 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 mm. it, it's, it's sort of like, well, we know Keshoff is our best spinner, so we've just got to put him in. We've got to, to then say, well, we've got to balance the track if we need one. I, I it, it it doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't. I don't quite. I don't doesn't mm. quite make sense to me. The all-rounder situation does make sense to me. That makes sense to me because of what he said, not because of I would have picked them. He wants an all-rounder. He wants somebody at seven who is an all-rounder. That is what he wants. He doesn't want to have somebody in there who is either an out-and-out batsman. Or, or a uh, bowler who can a, a bowler who can bat a tiny little bit. So those so, things make sense to me, even though I wouldn't have gone that route. But you know, they make sense. So the way I see how this is gonna go, he's wanting four paces, but I think Mutisami is going to play at Centurion as your seventh batter, sitting there in case of emergency spinner. Right? The only issue for me is was George Linda hard done by? in the selection. Because I think George is a better batter than Mutisani. Yes. Yeah. I think this is a case of another, another case of Shukri knows people. So it's an, it's a relationship there. I don't know what the relationship is there between the two of them, mm. but I, I can't, I can't make a statistical um, argument from Mutisani over George Linda. Yeah. I, I, so, I can't. I, 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 love, I love Sin. I love him. Uh, um, I think he's a really good cricketer. But on a statistical point, I can't make a... Mm. I can't... Yeah. It was tough. I looked at that and I was like, ooh. But anyway, look, I mm. think... Yeah, I think... But I'm happy for Sin. I think we need an all-rounder. And the last time he played for the Proteus, he scored a, hundred, a 50. So, in a batting at seven. In India, of all places. When everyone was just shitting the bed. Sorry about that. Mm. Vian Mulder, I'm okay with that. I think Vian's going to play at the Wanderers with one of Simon and Keshav coming in for a Gerald Kutsia coming out. That's how I see the Wanderers going on, especially with all the rain, especially with the way the pitch is looking against um, against against the what's his face the, the Warriors right now. So I think that's the flexibility. You're going to see that seven roll flipping in and right as you say, horses for courses. Depending on where you're playing, someone might come in. So Mutusami's effectively going to be sitting in there. Remember when we were talking to Dean about Keshav playing every 
game that he didn't need to. Mutusami at least is going to be there as a batter. My only question is, don't you want a better batter in that spot? And Shuki did mention that he wants that flexibility. He can be a spinner, can be a, a, a bowler, but he needs to be able to have that. So um, I'm okay with that, that spot. Before we go, one final thing, a little bit of a rumor before we close out the show. There are rumors that JP Germany could be batting coach for the protests. ESPN Quick Info has been talking about it. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, this is... This is, as you say, it's been widely, widely reported that that is going to be the case. It hasn't been confirmed yet, um, but you know, more than one outlet have, have, have said that that it's the case. Um, on the face of it, don't mind. I do think we need a new guy. I do think we need somebody other than Justin mm. Simmons to, for a range of reasons, partly due to the fact that um, for a large part he was just a consultant, not a, not a batting coach as such. Mm. Um, but we do needed somebody else. Um, just to give a little positive talk about JP. If you look at the performances, they're not great performances, Borant, but I like Clyde Fortain. Clyde Fortain has had a really good season this season. Yeah, he's, he's a piece of batsman who I think has got better and has got better under JP. So if that translates to the Proteas, that is... A good thing. It's a good thing. The way um, I we'll, see, we'll that, see. The way I see. Mm. So I'm saying the yeah. way I see that, right? Is this looks to me like succession plan. It looks to me that once Shukri's contract ends, the next man in the room is JP, and I'm okay with that. I know everyone's complaining about international pedigree for Shukri and all these things. This is how you get Shukri over the. How you get that international pedigree? Everyone's complaining having Jacques Callas in the room. JP Germany, coaching badges. He's coaching at a franchise. He's coaching at the, he's coaching the, the, the Paul Rocks, whatever they're called. Not the Paul Rocks. What's that other team? That SA20 Royals. Yes, that SA20. Royals. Yes. And so to, to a certain extent, um, that, that, that for me, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. If that happens, that's a plus in the book. But quick one, Tim, before we go. Overall, what do you think of all the news that came out on Friday? No, we've got SA Invitational news coming out uh, today or tomorrow. What do you think of the entire Friday's drama? Good, bad, step uh, in the right direction. We're taking two steps out. What do you think? Oh, uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's all good. Um, positive. It's a positive way of going about it. Um, you, you like the fact that they have made concrete decisions. They have made 100% concrete decisions on personnel, on, on backroom staff, on selections, there isn't much in the air. The only thing that's in mm. the air is whether they are going to come off. There's not like a, a, a situation where you've got lots of questions. The questions mm. have been answered. They've answered your questions. The only thing now is whether those those uh, decisions come off. I, I liked the fact that the, how the press, press conference went about. Um, Shuki was very honest. Didn't agree with everything he said, but the point is he was honest in his answers. He didn't deflect. He didn't um, try to minimize the, the situation in terms of, of what questions were asked. He, he was forthright. He said that this is the way he wants to go about it. These are his people. So all in all, um, a, a, a positive new direction for the, for the national side. Yeah, look, I think from my end, um, the only thing I can say is He's fully committed 
it's not a half job. You felt like he's been given the entire thing to take a big swing and he's taking it. And I, all I hope is that the P players he's picked for the character that he wants show that character and are fully committed to this project. It only works if you're fully committed. And if that happens and when that happens, the South African national team will thrive. And I'm looking forward to the series. I think we're going to probably dominate the West Indies out the water. I, I'm seeing an Aiden double century in my future to be crying about here on the show. So to Shukri, to Temba, Captain, take us home, man. Lead us home. But Wait. all the best. Wait. Yeah? I've just got the invitational side. Would you like me to read it out? Please do. We've got about a minute. <laughs> the first time, dude. The first time. I'm my word. What's this? Coop and Bosch. Coop and Bosch. Talk. Purvis. to Swart. Uh, Evan Jones, Fian Libba, Wadila Makwetu, um, Mota Makwada from Dolphins. Apologies for Adelina. pronunciation there. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Um, Nella Bella from Titans. Uh, Tando Ntini, Bryce Parsons, Chivashan okay. uh, Belay, Daniel Smith. Wow. And okay. Cody Yusuf. Apologies for the pronunciations there. Um, wow. wow okay. Just just wow. Wow. Okay, that's not a bad team. It's a, it's a young team. Um, that's it's, a it's a I like that. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. Well done. Okay, Bryce Parsons in national colors. Okay, we see him again. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's the team. Shout out to Angile. like, oh. Oh my, oh, is he captain? He's like Let the me just, guy there. Um, it doesn't say who the yeah, captain is. He's the oldest guy there. <laughs> Look at that team of like his oldest guy there. But shout out to Daniel. <laughs> he's having a great tour, great year. Odirile um, Mudimukwane, uh, well done. Um, Javeshan plays a really lovely batter um, for the Titans young guy there. So really and, good names. Uh, yeah. and yes? It is tomorrow, by the way. It is tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm both right. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's close out the show. It's been a great yeah. hour, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we've tried to cover all the drama um, that happened over the weekend. And look at that. I love podcasting. New things coming to talk about it. But outside of that, have a great week. Enjoy the SA Invitational game. Enjoy the four-day series. Do catch them on YouTube and everywhere else. And then we'll come back next week. We're going to do a West Indies Test Series preview. So that's the next one you're going to be hoping to get out to you. And then the Test Matches start next week. And we're into the Test Series in the back end of our, inter- of, of the, of, of our season. But outside of that, thank you very much. And we will be with you next week again. Outside of that, goodbye. And le sale. Kaka fisco. Thank you.